Hey everyone, I'm Matthew. And I'm Ileana. Welcome to the Armory. This is a place where believers can be encouraged to live for Jesus and make disciples. We want to provide an arsenal of resources that help Christians to be bold in their faith. Our hope is that through this podcast, people will learn to love God's Word and abide in Christ. Thanks for joining. I think I would be really, really good at it. Good at what? ASMR. We don't need that. Did you press record? Yeah. We're, we're live. <laughs> if you guys so want to hear me. So what were you saying? We should do what? I thought you were testing my mic. I thought we, I think I we was, should do an ASMR you. video because I think I'd be good at it. I bet you would, but I'll be honest, they're gross. No one wants to <laughs> hear that sound. It's disgusting. Welcome to this week's episode of The Armory. <laughs> welcome back, guys. You have to say, welcome. To no, this. no, no, no. We're not doing that. Anyway, welcome to this week's episode of The Armory. We are a little late coming out with this episode, but it's okay. You know, life happens. Late, maybe. Not quite that long. <laughs> but listen, life happens. We have an yeah. infant who needs to be taken to the doctor because he has a fever. But it's just because his teeth are coming in, which we actually anyone listening for... to this podcast who has I feel children, like... yeah, you know what I'm saying. I feel like people are like, you brought your kid to the doctor they're gonna be fine and i'm like we waited four days oh yeah no he's been of him having like a low-grade fever and then they were like okay yeah bring him in but to be fair when we called Eliana <laughs> said he has had a fever of about 100.4 and they thought she said 104 they literally on the phone were like okay give him tylenol put him in a bath and bring him into the doctor and i was like oh okay <laughs> so we got there and they're like oh he's fine does not have strep. They were still glad we brought him in. Yeah, it's okay. Anyway, oh, what gosh. we wanted to do on this episode was, since we are the Armory, and we talked about this before, especially earlier on in the podcast, we're a place where resources are kept, and we want to provide resources for Christians. For battle. For battle, because this war, this world we live in is a spiritual battle. We, um, Christians may not realize it, but we are at war every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, with the enemy, with fighting sin. So one of the things we like to do on this podcast, and we do it all the time, is provide resources. So we thought we would have a resource episode. Ooh, ooh. Specifically, First of many, hopefully. Yeah, specifically, like, I don't know what we'll call this episode. I want to say it's like three three books every Christian should read, but I feel like we could do that on a lot of episodes. So maybe we'll just call it something else. No, I think we should just call it like resources, and then every time we release an episode, that's what it's called. Release in a resource episode. We can well, resource we can episode number one. We can talk about it. It's a good idea. <laughs> this is also the latest we've ever recorded a podcast, and yeah, so it's usually I'm thirty. As- usually I'm asleep by now. <laughs> Goodness, it's eight thirty. Eliana's got a couple minutes in her, so let's no, get going. No, that coffee actually. I had a coffee. That's usually true. caffeine doesn't do anything to me, but I feel ready to go. Great. How about you start? We have three okay. books to share with you. Possibly a bonus book. We'll see how much time we have. Eliana's going to start us off. What is your pick? My book is Outdated by Jonathan Bacluda. Outdated. Outdated. It's one word. Not like outdated, but like outdated. Yeah, like something is outdated. Correct. Um, so I feel like recently people have been asking, <clears throat> excuse me, people have been asking me and you like for resources for dating. Or like more people in our life are in that stage where like they want to be married. Um, Specifically, I'm thinking like 20s, 
age like maybe later 20s of people who like they want to be married but maybe they've had a dating experience in the past that was bad or they just don't really know where to start maybe they've never dated anybody um and so this book me and you bought I don't know how long ago we bought it but I finally was like okay I'm gonna read it and I'm actually not even done with the book yet full disclosure but I'm very close (laughs) and I just really like well one Jonathan Pakluda if you guys I've heard us you guys have heard us talk about him multiple times it's like um oh my gosh why can't i'm blanking on the name of their podcast becoming something becoming something thank you so becoming something he does a podcast with him and two other co-workers at his church and they specifically speak to people of that age group so like 20s 30s young adults and um i think he has a really good gauge on like the young adult um group because he works with them so much also his past experiences in dating i think are really helpful but basically i'll just kind of summarize what the book is talking about so he kind of lays out his the whole point of the book is to lay out like how does society view dating why is that wrong and what should you do as from being a christian like the christian standpoint so each book each chapter i mean in the book lays out one lie and then one truth that society should follow so if um if the chapter is on like why am i blanking i forgot to bring the book with me (laughs) but it will be like lie um there are soulmates like one person that i'm supposed to marry and then it will say truth and it will say like the lord wants you to glorify whoever you end up marrying like glorify him with whoever you end up marrying right so i really like how each chapter starts here's the lie that society is saying here's the truth and now let's talk about it yeah i think it's definitely an important book in our culture because there's dating is such a it's terrible thing the way it happens nowadays um there's no biblical view there's no biblical model for dating dating's not in the bible but there are biblical principles you can apply to dating and all those are just out the window today yeah Uh, people date for fun people date to get to to express their feelings, people date for all these different reasons. And yeah. this is not the purpose of dating. Right. If you are a Christian who is seeking marriage. Yeah. If you're not a Christian and you're not seeking marriage, then have at it. I mean, there's nothing else that we would expect right. of the world. But for the Christian, um, I think it's an indispensable resource. I think it's good to read, even if you're not yeah. um, in, a, in a dating stage. Like, we are not dating people. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, well, But we want to read it because it's something that we can offer and, and give as a resource for a lot of other people. And we've already given out yeah. copies of the book. People have asked me, too, like, what age would you give this book to? I think if you, cause like, parents, if you're a parent, you should definitely read this book, like, even if your kids aren't dating yet. Because... Yeah. Um, Honestly, even if you're, like, older than we are, like, I don't want to say old to be rude, but, like, you need to understand what's happening in society if you don't already. Yeah. Um, and so, but I would say, like, if your kid is dating or has expressed interest in dating, like, they're mature enough to read this book. Huh. It's not, I mean, his language isn't, like, super explicit, but he's just being truthful about what's going on in society, right? So... Maybe if you're a parent, read the book first, but definitely recommend it to your kids. Yeah. And if you are in your 20-somethings or even if you just long to be married someday, like, you should definitely grab this book. Yeah. Even if your kid's not dating, honestly, depending on how old they are, um, I think having this kind of knowledge about dating before yeah. you even go into dating is what will save them from making all the mistakes yeah. that they wish they wouldn't have made. It's not and, to say they can't help people who currently are dating, but... And if you need someone to talk to your kids... 
we can do it. <laughs> I just mean like, you know, we were talking about that the other day. How often did people tell us something, but you never want to listen to your parents. It's true. Usually people, you could just repeat the same advice someone's parents give them and they'll listen to, to, to you instead of the you parents. Could. But hey, give them the book and maybe they'll listen. Yeah, so it's a good book. Outdated, Jonathan Pakluda. I think, I'm sure it's an audio book too. He's oh, big sure. on that. I'm sure Actually, is. he reads all of his audiobooks. I think, so it would be his voice. Cool. Didn't know that. I think. Did you make that up? No, I'm on the, <laughs> I didn't even tell you this. I think I'm going to be on the, like, starting group for his new book he just released. I wish I, what is it called? I do not do Why what do I, I do what I don't want to do or what something? What do you mean starting group? I forget the word. <laughs> like the. Pre-release? The pre-release, leave a review for him. He's just going to send us a free copy? No, I have to buy it. That's why I haven't decided if I want to do it yet. But I signed up to do it. Gotcha. So now I have to cool. pre-order the book. And Looks like it's a good book. But then you have to read it fast and leave your reviews. So I don't know if I can do that. That's funny. You should do it. Maybe I'll do it. That sounds fun. First book, Outdated, Jonathan Bacluda. We will have this in the show notes. You don't have to furiously be writing or anything, especially if you're driving. Do not do that. Your turn. Second book. This is my pick. This book was one of my favorite books for like, a year and a half it's called gentle and lowly by dane ortland this is a popular book it is i did not realize how many people have read this book until i started talking to people about it and i'm like oh that's a great book i was like oh i I'm, I'm guess i'm behind but gentle and lowly is one of the one of my absolute favorite books that i've ever read um it gives you a, an amazing and i'll read the subtitle um from the book it says the heart of christ for sinners and sufferers it's definitely a book um, geared toward people who are trying to figure out more um, who is this Christ? Why is he so important? Um, the cool thing about Dane Ortland is he is actually a chief publisher at Crossway, which, you know, of course, is the people who publish this book. But so he's an author. He has lots of resources. But Gentle and Lowly is just, if, if you want to learn more about the heart of the Savior, um, the heart of our Lord, uh, it's this book. I really, really opened my eyes to looking through scripture and seeing how the Lord describes himself and what things he thinks are important when he talks about himself, not how others talk about him, but how he describes himself. And that mm. opened my eyes um, to a lot of different things. In fact, I just want to read a section from the very beginning of the book. It's in the first chapter. Oh, see, Matt's smart. He actually brings his book. <laughs> I meant to. I just forgot it. Let's see here. What do I want to read? So the the book is based on Matthew eleven twenty eight to thirty, which says, "Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light." Um, and one of the things I just absolutely love about this book is that it's very, very easy to read. It's very, very simple mm -hmm. and just tries to get deep into the heart of the Savior. Um, let's see. This section I wanted to read. Let's see if I can find it. Um, in, in the one place in the Bible where the Son of God pulls back the veil and lets us peer way down into the core of who he is, we are not told that he is austere and demanding in heart. We are not told he is exalted and dignified in heart. We are not even told that he is joyful and generous in heart. Letting Jesus set the terms, his surprising claim is that he is gentle and lowly in heart. One thing to get straight right from the start is that when the Bible speaks of the heart, whether Old Testament or New Testament, it is not speaking of our emotional life only, mm -hmm. but of the central animating center of all we do. 
is what gets us out of bed in the morning and what we daydream about as we drift off to sleep. It is our motivation headquarters. The heart in biblical terms is not part of who we are, but the center of who we are. Our heart is what defines and directs us. That's why Solomon tells us to keep the heart with all vigilance, for it flows, for from it flows the springs of life. And when Jesus tells us what animates him most deeply, what is most true of him, when he exposes the innermost recesses of his being, what we find there is gentle and lowly. Who could have ever thought up such a savior? And so one of the things I think is interesting is as you read through scripture, you'll realize there's only one time when Jesus describes himself as something. I'm not talking about making claims about who he is, like, oh, I'm the son of God or uh, all these different things, or I'm, I am the door, I, I am the light of the world, not those things. But the only time he ever says, I am, and puts in adjectives, yeah. he doesn't ever say, I am kind, or I am love, or I am this. He says, I am gentle and lowly. That's the only descriptor he yeah, gives so of himself, which is very interesting to think about. And so I think Dane Ortland just does a really good job of laying out not just the importance for understanding that, but what that actually means for people who are coming to Christ. Not just people who are searching for Christ, but people who are already in Christ. One of the things he talks about a lot is that we need to just preach the gospel to ourselves every single day. Mm-hmm. And at the center of that gospel is knowing who Jesus is. He's very, he's gentle and he's lowly. So that's awesome. my pick. That's any, so good. Any thoughts on that? No, I actually haven't read it. I want to read it. Well, I haven't read Outdated and I had thoughts on that, so... <laughs> I think it sounds good. <laughs> Great. Moving no, on. I'm just, I'm surprised at how popular this book has become. I feel like I've been <laughs> seeing it everywhere on social media and it was like right after you started reading it. So yeah. if you have read it, that's awesome. But if you have not, go pick it up. In fact, it's a short read. It seems you know, like. when you read books on the back, they have all these quotes from other authors who are talking about the book. Yeah. One of these quotes is from the third book we're about to mention. Oh. Uh, or from the third author, I should say, Michael Reeves. He writes about this book. He says, oh. for any feeling bruised, weary, or empty, this is the balm for you. Oh. So. The balm? The balm. Like, this is the ointment. This is what you would put on. No, I got it. I just think it's an interesting word. Choice. Well, Michael Reeves is from London. Yeah, that's so true. From the well, UK. Let's, that's a good segue into our next book, which... Go for it. I read a while ago. Delighting while. in the Trinity by, by Michael Reeves. Reeves. Oh, got him. We've yeah. been doing that a lot today. We've been saying things at the same time. Yeah, it's kind of getting weird. I know it I'm, is. I'm a little uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. Yes, yeah, so our third book is Delighting in the Trinity by Michael yeah. Reeves. Yeah, so maybe we both can just talk about what we liked about the book. Go for it. So I read the book at Moody. It was required for, what was it required for? Church and its doctrines, like a, I don't know. Uh, it was, what did I read it in? I don't remember. I don't know. I had to read it for some class. Oh, Systematic Theology, it was a maybe? Book, maybe. Yeah, Systematic Theology. Anyways, nobody needs to know that. I had to read <laughs> this book at Moody, and um, it's really short. Like, pretty, I mean, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's like really 100, short. 150 pages, maybe. 120. Yeah, that when you're in college, anything under 200 pages is like easy read, short. <laughs> so, anyways. Um, also, it has a very aesthetically pleasing cover, which I appreciate. Okay. <laughs> but get to the book. The whole point of the book, like from the very first sentence, I won't forget like what the book says because the very first sentence says, um, God is triune because God is love. And so, right? I think it's God is love because God is a trinity. Oh. Is that right? I don't know. It's something like that. Darn it. We the concept is the same. Can I, I think say it's darn God. It? We should have gr- grabbed that book too. Now I had to put the explicit lo- <laughs> label on this podcast because you said darn it. <laughs> I 
I've never said that on the podcast. It's going to be bleeped out. Anyways. God is love because God, God is, is trinity. trinity. Or triune or something. Well, okay, the concept that really got me from the point of the book is that in God's nature of who he is, right? Like from the very beginning, God wanted community um, and God wanted to express love and so this idea of him being triune and being in relationship with himself Mm -hmm. and then also extending that relationship to us is like the most loving thing that god could ever do and um i can't even remember if they talk about this necessarily in the book but it's way different than any other god that you would ever see right because it's so focused on like a loving relationship between people Um, And it has been a while since I've read this book, but I feel like with how easy of a read it is, um, I really like the way Michael Reeves speaks. I don't know. Maybe that's because he is from London and he has a different way of writing (laughs) books. He's very poetic. Yeah. um, But it's a simple read. So simple. But it's so profound. It really opens your eyes to the importance of the Trinity because within the Trinity, we gain knowledge of what community even is right and love only exists as a concept because the trinity exists and it always has existed yeah it's so crazy like and i think the thing that is so awesome about that book is um the trinity is like one of those things in theology where um you can say it very simply like right god the father god the son god the holy spirit um it's no less than that but also it can be so so much more than that and we want to be careful right because there's a mystery of god that we're never going to be able to understand and scripture says that the mystery is christ and the church so we can rest knowing that it's okay if we don't know everything about the trinity but this book i think for somebody who's maybe new to like theology or new to being a christian and is like i don't really understand the trinity like rest knowing like it's okay to not have all of it because we're not made to but also this book is a really easy resource um, yeah. for somebody who's just looking to get like a little bit more. Yeah. And I'll even push, go even further and say, it's not a little, it's not for the new believer even like alone. It is oh, so, no, no, no. so yeah. deep yeah, yeah. and profound yeah. and eye opening, but it's not written so academically that it's impossible to read, which is why I love Michael Reeves. Yeah. I haven't read, I only read another book from him about grace, mm-hmm. but I have not read anything else. But Well, he spoke at Moody. Yeah, so he came for a Founders his, Week, right? Yeah. Or was it was a chapel. It was Founders Week. Yeah. No, that book is an excellent resource. Uh, I think it's, I definitely would put that on a top five or top 10 maybe books every Christian should read. I'd probably yeah. put a top five because maybe some of my, my top five might be a little, some of the books that I like to read are just, they're not, they're hard to read. I don't know why I torture myself by reading like the Puritans and things like that, which is such rich theology, but it takes you an hour to read one oh, page. Yeah. No, so I would say my, if I'm just going to be practical, it's in my top five. It's in my top three, but I don't read as much as you. So yeah. So definitely pick up a copy of Delighting in the Trinity. It yeah. is. Um, I've given it away to people. We have, we have multiple copies. <laughs> we, yeah. we try to give them away. I think it's. It's one of those things where you can appreciate that Michael Reeves is not trying to explain the Trinity. Yeah. He lets you sit in the mystery that was designed to be sat in there because the Mm -hmm. Trinity, you know, we are not God. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Um, But what he does try to do is describe not the importance of the Trinity Mm -hmm. and the fact that it's not just, it's not just, there's not just a God who is triune and he just wanted to be that way. Like, 
all existence and all things that we appreciate, love, community, all these things come together and exist because of God's mm-hmm. triune nature. And when you see that connection, it just blows your mind. Yeah. And awesome. there's this verse that I want to read. And I think this verse sums up kind of what you said at the beginning that what kind of the crazy act of love to bring the unity of the Trinity to us. Like yeah. we have access to that same unity as Christians. And people don't really just understand that. But it's John 17. Uh, verse 20 to 23. I do not pray for these alone. This is Jesus when he's um, praying at the end of the book of John. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe you sent me and the glory which you gave me I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. And so that's like the, the cr- most beautiful passage. The, of the, cra- the craziest thing is Jesus is praying to the father saying, please let them know as Christians that they can experience the same exact unity that I have with you. Mm-hmm. The same unity that Jesus has with the father that Jesus has with the Holy Spirit, the Father has with the Holy Spirit, the Father has with the Son, the same unity and love shared in the Trinity from all, from, from the, before the foundation of the world, for all eternity past, you can have that exact same unity with the triune God. That's good. And there is, it is not less than, it's not weaker than, that is what it is. That's something they bring, that's something that they share with us. Mm-hmm. He shares with us. And it's just so incredible to know that not only is that, available but that's jesus desire for us is to experience that yeah and i just can't get over like if you think of any other religion any other god that people are worshiping lowercase g like yeah the gods are selfish right like they're <laughs> far above us well god is far above us but they're so aloof they're they there's are, no there's so much distance need things like they need sacrifices or they need so much of like yeah jesus doesn't god doesn't need us in order to be who he is be complete but yeah in his grace and in his love like he, he wants our he hearts he does want us all he be. does is want our hearts and it's 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 almost for it's almost like like we have the most selfish part of that he yeah. just wants us to experience what they experience what, what the triune god experiences and all he wants to do is say come and experience the fullness of the trinity yeah and if more people knew that it's Why just, wouldn't we come to the Lord? So that's a Anyways. top tier book as well. So we have Outdated, yeah, Jonathan McClure. We have Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortland, and we have um, Delighting. Delighting in the Trinity by Michael Reeves. But and we will link all of those. There's a fourth book. I think we have a bonus book. We have a bonus. Do we have book. time? Sure. So Sorry, this is past a, my bedtime. This is a bonus book. One of the things I've been trying to do is read Atticus some books that I'm reading. No, he doesn't understand anything I'm saying <laughs> yet. But we want him to be a deep thinker and a deep theologian. So this book's by Eric Carlyle, and I'm going wow. to read just, just a couple pages of it. Okay. Okay. A very hungry caterpillar. In the light of the moon, a little egg lay on a leaf. No. <laughs> One Saturday morning, the warm sun came up and pop. Out of the egg came a tiny and very hungry. And skip to the last page because everybody knows how this book goes. In the last page, he was a beautiful 
butterfly. So it talks about the deep theology of being (laughs) transformed by Jesus Christ. If you're only going to pick up one of these books, I recommend The Very Hungry Caterpillar. Wait, and let me just say, if you need a copy for free, we have about 10 of them at our house because everybody gets you this book when you have a baby. This one is a new copy, like a newer printed one, you could tell, because apparently Penguin Publishers has picked it up, which is usually the publication house that does like old classics so but this is a classic i guess well i actually just saw that they have a valentine's 1969 this is a classic <laughs> goodness it's like almost that's just almost as old as my parents Wait, is that the year is the year always above the barcode like that no but this uh, this book doesn't have like a table of contents so it's uh... all on the back anyway fourth book if you have time, I know it's a, it's a hard read, but I recommend. The no, very but really, you should read with your kids. I actually have we have a ton of really good kids books. Yeah, that, that are actually like that are actually biblical. Di- biblical and really good, and a lot, most of them are were given to us. So maybe a different day we'll do kids resources. Actually, that's a good idea. That is a good. Idea. That can be resource podcast episode two. That's too many words for a title. We'll figure it out. We actually have big titles for our episodes. We tried to do this to be a short podcast for tonight. It's only 24 minutes. Oh, yeah. Listen, we had chicken noodle soup for dinner. Homemade. Really good. First time. We also had some, we had like breadsticks in the freezer, so we like made some of those. And there's one extra. Uh, There was two. Ileana had it one right before the podcast, and I am I can just see it. It's in my line of sight, and I want it. So we're probably going to end the podcast now. We don't have a challenge. Do we not do challenges on our resource episodes? Nah, we don't have to. Okay, challenge. The challenge is to buy one of those books and read it. And tell us what you think. Tell us what you think by leaving us a review on Spotify. Oh yeah. Or Apple. Here's the thing. Here's actually why we need reviews, and I didn't realize this. Oh, reviews help other people see the podcast that's true the podcast won't show up like if people search armory right now our podcast won't necessarily come up i think it will only because i think we're the only podcast called the armory there's like three or something and so yeah we will come up but um the reason we need reviews is because that will populate us to the top of the list of like christian podcasts yeah that's what we want we want to be influencers no i don't i just want to be able to I do. Help people. I do. Okay, well, do it for me, guys. Don't do it for me. Do it for... I don't know. This podcast is sponsored by Fiji Water, by the way. I forgot to tell you that. <laughs> can we say that? Is that, like, illegal? No. Oh. It's a podcast. We can say whatever we want. Yeah, people do say whatever they want. We're obviously not sponsored by Fiji Water. I feel like Also, we... why would Fiji care if we just got more people to buy their water? Okay, listen. When I was in college, I used to hit a wall at, like, 3 a.m., and if you saw me past 3 a.m., it was crazy. Now, that's 9 p.m. And we're approaching Listen, the 9 p.m. There is no session. one who started this episode is that is still listening to this episode. <laughs> I guarantee you. And if there is, leave us a review and tell us that you did. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I can't. Anyway, Ileana's getting to the point where she's just going to laugh uncontrollably. So we need to end the podcast. Thanks, guys. We will see you in a couple weeks. Bye.